is Seth Vidoff, and we are coming to you live from the offices of Roadrunner Law Firm. Tonight, we're going to bring you the latest on New Mexico United, as we do each and every week. On tonight's show, we're going to break down the match from this past weekend against Tulsa Roughnecks. We're going to preview Tacoma, as well as the regular season finale against the Las Vegas Lights. We're also going to give you our weekend predictions for our EPL club as they return to action after the international break. And we're going to talk to the U.S. men's national team and possibly some more, depending on what all we've got tonight. Before we jump into tonight's show, we do have some housekeeping to get through first. The song you heard at the top of the show was, of course, Humor Me by the band California Redemption. If you enjoyed it, be sure to check them out on Bandcamp, and that is California with a K. Uh, If you are listening to us live tonight, we do have a text line up and running. You can text your questions to us, and we'll get to those later in the show. That number is 505-226-1648. And, you know, Chris and I are here, and we'll, we'll take your questions uh, throughout the show, and we'll, we'll get to those, like I said, we'll get to those later. And as always, our show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Roadrunner Law Firm, Durrell Motors, and our newest sponsor, The Salt Yard. Stop by The Salt Yard for cornhole, foosball, ping pong, and other games. Whether you're watching a game or whether you're playing a game or watching the game on one of our 55 big screen TVs, you're bound to have a blast. Uh, Salt Yard does have two locations, the one on the east side of town over on Asuna, which is where we hold our watch parties. And there is the new uh, location on the west side over by Cottonwood Mall. For hours, locations, and more information, you can visit them at thesaltyardnm.com. Now, joining me tonight, just two of us again, Chris and myself. Chris, how was your week? I mean, we, we were just here the other night. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, man, you know, uh, that was either a really fast week or no, we were here the other night. Uh, my my week is my my weekend was good. Uh, my dad stopped in for for a day and a half and hung out, so we. Uh, did everything we could possibly do. We watched a couple soccer games at the same time and even managed to get to Bloom Fiesta yesterday. And it was, uh, it was a good, a good visit. I'm glad it came out. Oh, good. Glad to, how was the weather out at uh, Bloom Fiesta yesterday? Oh, it was like 40 degrees. It was so yeah. cold. You guys oh, went, went for the attention. Oh yeah. 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 It was last day. So we, you know, so we, uh, we toughed it out, but yeah, 42 degrees. I was in fact eating an ice cream sandwich in that weather too. <laughs> uh, you know, those freebies, they don't stop. Yeah, that's not bad. We actually got out there uh, Friday night, got to see the uh, the Glodio, the Special Shapes Glow, nice. which is really cool. Yeah, we've, we've tried going in years past, and and uh, I think it's been a few years since we've actually gone on a day where they were able to do anything. What's your favorite balloon that was there this year? Um, honestly, there was a there were Tom and Jerry balloons Ooh. in the Special Shapes. I saw those. Okay. Um, I mean, of course, you know, I work right by Balloon Fiesta Park, so on the mornings that they were. Uh, Doing ascensions or or doing the races and things, we could see them from uh, from my office window basically. Oh man, that's so great. yeah, last year they actually took off uh, literally across the street 
from from where my office is. Okay. And so yeah, there, I've got this picture. I can uh, if I still got it, I'll show it to you here real quick. Of them, I said launching from literally across the street from my office. Nice. Um, they didn't do that this year, uh, but I don't. I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know um, what the reasoning behind all that is. But yeah, it was really cool. So here's that from this is from last year. They were launching. Okay. Yeah, literally okay. launching from that area right there. Nice. That's a so, good photo. You could have made yourself like a, fr- a fridge <laughs> magnet or a or a poster or something with that. It actually it looked it looked better. I had some other. The new iPhone updates, my, my phone no longer has all of my photos from before. Yeah. There was one where you could see that they were all inflated right there in that little clear area. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's really cool. Like, we actually have a balcony up on one of the higher floors, up on my floor where okay. I work. Okay, They don't usually let us out there. We, we can get up to the window by it. and uh, It's really cool to see them. But, yeah, I mean, um, they're, they're fun to look at. But, yeah, I, I think, honestly, like the best ones to look at are the special shapes ones. And there's some really cool stuff. Like we got to, we were out there for the, like I said, we were out there for the glow and the kids love the, uh, the Yoda and Darth Vader balloons. Oh, I love those. It's my favorite every time, especially when they got the, uh, what is it? They have the, the local group that. The 501st Stormtrooper League yes, was out yes. there. They, they had a lot of representation out there, which is really cool. Um, we've seen them before in other places. We, we went to a music, uh, basically a, a You've seen it. It's Christmas time, Charlie Brown, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. So they did a they did a version of it down at a local theater last year, year before, but it was um, Star Wars themed. So it was it was really cool. It was really cool to see the 501st was out there as well. The black one we saw that they had a little like BB-8. Nice. Out rolling around. Okay. But at Balloon Fiesta, they had a whole bunch of folks in cosplay, and so the kids were excited. Especially my youngest, he loves Star Wars. So you know. Little girl dressed as Ray, and then there was you know Darth Vader and all sorts of stormtroopers and stuff. So they had a blast with that. But you know, it, it's like I said, we've tried going. My folks have flown out here for it uh, to go with us, and last couple times we tried we, to go to uh, the Ascensions. The weather's always been just bad. So like two or three years, every time we've gone, it's been right. weathered out for whatever reason. Um, so it was it was good to go, and it's all the fireworks and stuff. And, so yeah, the kids had a good time. We got to do that, and then uh, okay, okay. Did you get any freebies? No, we didn't get any freebies, but the kids did get um, some Minecraft, a Minecraft uh, gun, and a Minecraft sword. Okay, okay. So that light up and make noise and all that fun stuff. Nice. Yeah, we didn't we didn't see any freebies, but you know, <laughs> I mean, we really we were there just to just to enjoy it. You know, it was, it was yeah. really nice weather Friday night when we went, when we went out, um, which was far cry from what it was on Thursday. Right. Uh, they didn't. Even, they didn't fly on Thursday. That's right. So it's too windy, right? Yeah, way too windy for them to go, especially once they get higher up. Um, but yeah, so that that was basically what we did. And then my, you know, my wife helped a friend of hers move this weekend. And so you know, just busy. Okay. Um, like always, you know, we got three kids. It's hard to. You don't really have a whole lot of free time to do a bunch of stuff. And oh man. So yeah, you know, we spent, you know, celebrated uh, my brother-in-law's birthday and right. stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah, just. Okay. Busy weekend, you know, in general, you know, so. You can't but, beat that. I mean, you know, I mean, just think now with uh, with baseball over for us, you know, it's kind of like one one less commitment. Yeah. You know, uh, did you did you watch any other uh, postseason baseball? No, I didn't. I didn't really watch a whole lot this weekend. I watched some college football on Saturday. Uh, I watched Georgia lose, which was really good. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Alicia. And. Uh, <laughs> 
in a week that was not great for fans of Georgia sports teams, you know, seeing Georgia lose to South Carolina in, in overtime was uh, was worth it. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, man, the Falcons botched it uh, on Sunday, lost to the Cardinals, which I I didn't expect. I mean, we made Kyler Murray look like he was just you know, all pro quarterback. You know, we've had defensive issues, but you know, yeah, it, it, not a good week for Georgia sports fans. So. Fortunately, still have United. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, right. so. And, and here, and, and man, did you realize that tonight we are recording our 25th episode? Yeah. Long live episode three, though. <laughs> Long live episode. Episode three. three is still out there in the, in the web somewhere. Somewhere uh, on the uh, the rafters of Dural Motors. Yeah, no one will uh will probably ever hear that one, but uh, you know it's out there. We lived it. Yeah, we lived it. You know, we tried to do a couple episodes a week there for at the start, but yeah, no, basically been doing this for 25 weeks now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been a it's been a journey. You know, with it, watching the club and and doing this and everything. So. We I'm, had we had pop like, we had pop pops ice one night. Yeah. We heard pop pop bangs. Right, we heard we heard, we did, yeah. we heard uh, firecrackers or what we think <laughs> we hope were we hope yeah. were fireworks. No, I, I think we both know they weren't fireworks. So. <laughs> well, let's jump right into oh, it. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot. We've had a lot of stuff that we've had going on, and here we are, end of the season. Club went out to uh, went out to Tulsa over the weekend. Went down early again for the second week in a row. Came back, tied it up, and then. Unfor- you know, unfortunately, you know, gave it away again at the end. Um, you know, it, it, we we all thought that we were gonna. Well, I thought we were gonna win. Alicia thought we were gonna win. You thought we were gonna get a draw on this. We were looking um, like a draw. You know, we talked about you know what's happening with this club. Is that the the club played down to, to other teams? You know, I mean, T- Tulsa was was already eliminated from the playoffs prior to the match. And, you know, we knew going in that they had been playing better football of late. You know, they've been looking dangerous, new ownership. The club had been, you know, giving, giving results. And, you know, I, I, think, I think we all expected more out of United. And it's just it's difficult to see, especially, you know, again, another match where we needed three points to give us, you know, to, to greatly increase our chances of securing a playoff spot, uh, if not jump up even higher than a play-in round. But now that we've lost that, the highest we can possibly finish at this point is seven. That's the highest we can finish now. So even if, even if we went out at this point, the highest we can finish is seven. So we're, we're in, which put us in the play-in round which is not somewhere that we necessarily want to be because, you know, we'd like to have a home playoff match. I mean, we would. I can only imagine what the atmosphere would be like, but the club has not played up to expectations. Let's be, let's just be completely honest. They yeah. haven't. And, you know, it's, uh, yes, there's something to be said for uh, teams that are already eliminated. You know, they're not necessarily playing for anything, except for, you know, seeing what talent they have going forward, you know, evaluating talent for the next season, or just to play spoiler. And that's exactly what Tulsa was trying to do. They weren't necessarily impressive on impressive offensively. They didn't necessarily do anything that wowed anybody, but they managed to convert the chances that they were given. And we didn't. 
we really did not put a threat on that goal in the entire first half. Yeah, you know, it's it goes to be said that like again, these teams that that are eliminated, uh, I mean, they're they're playing as though they got more to gain, and and that right there, it just it continues to, um, I guess, put me in shock. Uh, how we're going down on these on these matches uh, by a goal, and you know I'm just sitting there thinking like, okay, there there's this hype, there's this hype of okay, we're hungry, we're gonna get it, you know, we're we're all you know ready, like we, we see the team just amped up, and then just what's happening on the field is just not equating to this off the field hype. And uh, I know this is definitely sending a lot of, a lot of the fan base, I'm sure in a world, um, you know, but they're not, they're not ready to give up. Right. Of course there are those folks that, you know, that are a little bit more dramatical. So every week it's kind of like a rise and fall, but, um, but man, Seth, I mean, with two matches left and Wednesday being this must win, of course I thought maybe the must win was Phoenix. They're both must win. Yeah. No, like if we win, if we lose either of these matches, we're all but done. Because looking at the other teams that are still in in the fight for the playoffs, you know San Antonio has already got two points on us. Yes, we have a match in hand. You know Los Dos, they got three points on us. We still have a match in hand on those. But if we lose one of these matches, the possibility of us making the playoffs probably drops to about. 20% if that because you know looking at who these clubs uh, I'm going to uh, part of what I was trying to do is I'm going to try to look at see who these clubs have left um as far as their remaining schedule goes um you know like I think it's going to be extremely hard for us to even grab one of these spots I mean LA Galaxy they've got El Paso uh for their last match Okay, both clubs still fighting for a, for a spot. Um, chances are one of those clubs is gonna, either going to get a winner or that's going to get a draw. Right. You know, El Paso's hanging on. They just need one point to get in. El Paso, yeah, I think they need like one point to guarantee a spot, basically. Um, you know, uh, LA Galaxy, like I said, they're two points behind El Paso. Uh, San Antonio, their final match is in Colorado. I don't have high hopes that Colorado is going to be San Antonio. Harry, if you're listening, I I believe your boys are going to win that. You know, you, Harry, I know Harry was at you know trying to taking bets on you know between us and uh, who was it um, Vegas who was going to be the saltier fans this week. You know, honestly, I think we're being salty. We're being realistic. Here. Yeah, I think we're being realistic. You know, so Harry, if you're listening, you know, shout out to you, man. Like, it's, I I think you guys are going to end up on 47 points. If you don't, I'm going to be extremely disappointed in San Antonio. Uh, we really do want them to lose, though, because if they lose, then we win. I mean, no, I agree. Yeah, if if San Antonio or L.A. lose, we get one win in two matches, and we're in. Yeah, because we'll we'll have 45 points, right? San Antonio will have 44, yeah. and they won't. So they'll be out. Yeah. There, there's no lower ceiling than that. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it, if, yeah. If we lose – one of these matches, we have to have favorable results else run the league. Yeah, exactly. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, El Paso. Like I said, El Paso plays uh, Los Dos. Bold still have not 
secured their spot, but they're sitting on 47 points as well. Uh, but they have tiebreakers over pretty much everybody else, everyone below them. They play Austin. I'm sorry, no, they play uh, Tacoma. So, I mean, I, and they, they still have Salt Lake City to play as well because of the, the makeup from two weeks ago. Oh, that's right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Boulder pretty much, I don't see them not getting in. I mean, more likely they're going to beat Tacoma, put them on 50 points, and they're in. Right. Uh, so I'm not worried about Austin Bold. You know, yeah, I, we have to have both of these. If we win both of these two matches, we're in. Point. That's as simple yeah. as it gets. Exactly. And that's just controlling your own fate, correct? Yeah. So. Yeah, but and we've got to come out. We can't do what we, get, what we did against Tulsa. We have to take control of the match. Um, I, I, I was doing some research the other night. It, whenever United has not scored first, they have two wins on the season. Of our ten wins, two of them have come when we have come from behind. Another eight when we when we scored first in a match. Like. I, I don't know. I, you know, after the match Saturday night, you know, we're, and I don't want to like dive, get too far away from that match right now. Right. But we were talking after the match Saturday night. And I sent you some questions for Troy. I don't know if Troy got back to you. I did not get any answers. You know, sometimes if he's got the time, he'll uh, he'll answer. And if he doesn't, you know, then uh, yeah, maybe maybe might, Troy will call in tonight. You know. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll he'll be our guest <laughs> caller. He'll send us some questions. I'd be. Surprise, but yeah. chances are we'll be reiterating these questions <laughs> on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, be, yeah, we'll definitely bring these up. If we don't hear from him, we'll talk to him Wednesday night after the match. Right. You know, the question, you know, there appeared to be a distinct lack of energy in the first half. Yes, we were controlling possession. Yes, we were moving the ball. But from what I saw, guys weren't really moving. You know, like you could, you could see the, the, mid, the guys in the midfield just kind of like, lackadaisically moving or, you know, they weren't really making cutting runs or anything like that. They weren't doing anything to drag position away. Now, and that's exactly what happened when we scored the first, scored our goal, when Devin scored. When Santi was making that run down the left-hand side, he drew the attention of two Tulsa defenders and the keeper, all of which shifted over to that left side of the goal, which gave Santi the space to, to cross it into Dev, who put the finisher on it. That gave Dev the room that he needed and gave Santi the room to get that ball into a dangerous spot. Because from where he was at, chances are he wasn't going to score just because it's a low percentage shot. But being able to move that ball then into the middle of the box for Dev is just sitting waiting for it, basically, you know, making that, making that run that he did. You know, we have, why didn't we see more of that? Like, especially against the club that we knew we had to get a win against. Why were we not more aggressive especially in the final third. Do you think that, oh, gosh, when I was watching it, I mean, it like I had commented to you during somewhere that it, it seemed like they were playing slow, like mm-hmm. they're having a harder time building out of the back. I mean, of course, you know, they were dealing with Tulsa speed a little bit as well. Um, I, I kind of was thinking about it, and I was like, what, what is different about this Tulsa team uh, than the first time we had played them, you know, what is different about our team, mm-hmm. you know, since the first time we had played them? I mean, the first half, you know, it, it 
you know, up until the point when they had scored, it was just kind of like there was a little bit of that deflation, but they still kind of battled back. But the second half, it just it just seemed like a whole different situation out there. And, uh, you know, I guess, I guess that's kind of where I'm at is like, you know, do you think the expectation of the team um, and the fact that it was already in a draw, draw, a draw narrative, do you think that that took something away from them? Like our guys is kind of like, we're just sitting back yeah, playing think, for the draw. Well, cause it seemed like at some point before the second goal for Tulsa that they, they had realized that they needed to secure that because they were, they were on the defense at that point. I mean, Tulsa, Tulsa was more aggressive in the second half than we were. I mean, that's for sure. But I don't think that we were necessarily playing for a draw. I mean, if you look at the substitutions that Troy made, I mean, he put in, he put in Cavani, put in Brucey, put in Kenny, like all attacking changes, which is not something we've seen a lot of from Troy this year. And I think they were all the right moves. You know, Troy was trying to win that match. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Honestly, you know, David did not have a great match. I mean, I kept looking. I was like, where's David? You know, he, he wasn't I, – I didn't see him on the pitch, really. I kept seeing Manny making runs down the right wing. But where is David? He wasn't there. You know, like it just it made it hard to kind of look at and say – that's why I talked, you know, last week. And I even said, you know, put Brucey in there. I think Brucey can make things happen. Right, and he showed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and Brucey, you know – He'll, he'll play his heart out for you. You know, you put him out there, and you know it's just. And I think he did. I think he did well. You know, I don't think anyone like. I don't think any one person stepped up when we needed them to. I mean, Kevon was basically. I, I don't know. I, Kevon didn't have an impact on the match. You know, bees. Uh, bees played okay. Didn't necessarily have a great night. You know, it's hard. And even after we went up a man, like we went up a man, like we had 20 minutes. How many times have we gone up a man and not been able to produce? I think this is the second time now, second or third time we've seen it. We were for almost, if you count stoppage time, we had basically 26 minutes of time where we had a man advantage on the pitch and we did nothing with it. And yet Tulsa came back when they scored. Tulsa actually had nine men on the pitch. Did you realize that when they scored their second goal? No. They had nine because because Luca Lobo wasn't on the pitch. Oh. He, had, he had gone off for, off to the side for treatment. They had nine people. Oh, yeah, and he took his damn sweet time to going off. Cody had yeah. pulled him up. Yeah, Cody like, tried hey. to help him. Yeah, Cody went to help him up. And, yeah. He was like, hey, and then did you notice that Cody was like, all right, now, get off the field. Yeah. And he, like, directs him to behind the post. And dude gets up, runs across the long way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what happened? Like, I saw I saw a tweet after the match that said, you know, uh, play, basically one thing, playing for playoffs, check. You know, man advantage, check. You know, get nutmeg, check. Like, first of all, Cody didn't get nutmeg. Right. It went through his arm. It went uh, it went off to his right, underneath his arm. I mean, but it's I can't explain it. How with a two how with an eleven with a two man advantage do we allow someone to get a shot that clean? How? Yeah, that's 
That one totally gets me. So I, it's just, I don't know. I, I didn't see a standout performance from anybody. I mean, I gave Dev a man of the match. For you know, he, he was the goal scorer. You right. know, Devin played well. Who fed him that ball? Uh, Santi. Okay. Yeah, Santi. Uh, Santi fed that over uh, from the left, and I, I felt like I, there were times where I was watching it, and Santi's just like over on the left wing, just like waiting for someone to give him the ball. Like whenever he got it, he was making runs. He was running at the defense, mm-hmm. making them miss. Like he was, he was finding ways to get in behind them. But we couldn't finish anything. We couldn't take advantage of any of the situations that we created out there. And it's I get it's really frustrating as as fans to sit here and watch it and say what what is going on? I mean, I, I think it was Harry that pointed it out on, on Twitter saying basically us in St. Louis both since the Open Cup run have been pretty poor. Yeah, we've hung around. You know, we were still in contention for the playoffs. So is St. Louis. What happened? Like, did the Open Cup really take that much out of us? Are we playing? Are we just constantly playing down? I mean, I, I pose the question to you: like, You know, ha, has Troy considered playing a different formation or putting some different guys in it? Because we keep seeing the same guys. And, and yes, he's made some changes based on um, right. suspensions and injuries and things like that. You know, and you, you mentioned last week, you know, Goss said he was out with a season-ending season injury. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Troy's had to deal with some things that aren't necessarily, you know, like public news or haven't been until until recently. But why haven't we experimented? Like, if you look at clubs like Reno, I think it was Reno, they've played like set eight or nine different formations this year. They've done different things throughout the season trying to create opportunities for their players. Why not try to do that now? Yes, players are getting used to the system. Players know what their role is. Why not tweak the formation a little bit to allow guys opportunities to try to do more, especially against these clubs that are already eliminated, to try to put some sort of – try to build some sort of confidence or momentum going forward. I mean, when you're watching this and you see the same thing develop, I mean, what's going through your mind? You know, as you're watching the match, maybe maybe it's your second one after you've already seen the result. But I mean, what are you thinking when you know the same nuances of the formations are developing, and then the team stops it? Like, what's what what's your reaction to that? It, honestly, it's like to me, it's like why aren't we doing something to try to be more creative? You know, like make a different run. You know. We see Suggs make runs up the left. We see Manny making runs on the right. You know, Santi, you know, and Suggs is really great. At Suggs will make that long run and get it in behind, but and he scored, I think, twice this year off of it. Um, but I, it's not doing enough to draw attention to create space. You know, and that's part of why, you know, we talk about ball movement. You know, part of what the system is designed to do is move the ball, create space, and create mismatches with the center backs, you know, from inverting them, from having Josh, you know, come up on the on on the outside or you know play into the middle sometimes, pull that attention, get Santi into space. We've talked about Santi, you know, taking that shot from the from the top of the 18, right? You know, that that right footed shot that he can do, but he hasn't done it, right? Not since early this season, you know. 
I mean, it just like I said, guys have got to be more selfish at times when they get into that area. When Santi gets a yard of space, take that shot. Like it was nice that they were feeding the ball around for as long as they they were, you know, and 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 that was the game developing. But at this point, we don't have that. I mean, I know that I've talked to, uh, you know, Chris Weehan, and he said that. You know, the winning formula for the team was playing for each other. And, you know, and if they played their best for each other, then that was what was working, you know. So are they not playing for each other right now? I mean, is the question. Like, I guess that's to play the advocate. Is that is that part of what's not happening? Are they not playing for each other? I don't think that's it. I don't think so. I think, you know, we, you know, we, we see them moving the ball. Someone has got to step up. They're too unselfish at times. Troy's even said that. Right. Someone has to step up and take shots. I mean, we're going to miss shots, obviously, but someone has to step up and take shots and put and make the opposing goalkeepers work. Make the defenders think twice about giving them a yard of space, about not closing down on them. Now, remember, I mean, you know, the two two clubs we have coming up, you know, not to get into that right now, but just to go in with your comment, the two clubs coming up, definitely not shy when it comes to taking shots. No. So it's like we really got to see them. I mean, this match with, with Tulsa, it's just, you know, looking back at it, I mean, the bicycle kick really should have never happened. No, he he basically just played, you know, he, was, he played like you, Shaquille O'Neal down there, boxing <laughs> out Justin Schmidt. You know, I, we we've suffered all. We've talked about that you know all year long, all time, all year. We don't have the height to deal with stuff like that. Yes, we're physical and things, like that, but you know you've got a guy as. And we know. Oh, well, you've got a guy as big as um. Uh, uh sorry, name just escaped me. Uh, as as big as Uzo is, you know, boxing out Justin Schmidt. You know, it's gonna give him an opportunity. No, I I certainly wouldn't expect the bicycle kick. You know, in, in that instance, but. Um, it was. It, I think he got. A, he was able, like I say, he, he basically played defense on Justin, and put himself in a position where he could make a play on the ball. Now, I mean, he easily could have, you know, brought it down and gone, you know, left foot, left footed shot. You know, there are a number of things that he could have done. Um, but I, I think it was against the run of play at that point, because I mean, we had been controlling things there at the beginning. We've been moving the ball around. You know, we hadn't necessarily done a whole lot. Um, but I definitely think it came from basically nothing. You know, I, it's just, it, it, it's hard to really quantify it, you know, because because of how that scenario played out. Well, Troy, earlier in the season was far more creative. Um, he said that a number of times being more creative, you know, to get dangerous. Um, you know, guys were hungry, so therefore the 11 and the 18 were always changing. But lately, they've been the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the fact that the lineup has been the same, does that mean that, you know, guys are kind of losing a little bit of zeal? So they're kind no. of, no? No, I don't think that's it. I, I, I think... Aside from the changes that have been made for uh, suspension purposes, I think Troy's putting the strongest 11 out there every week. 
Right, and I, I agree with that. But if a part of his process in the earlier part of the season was allowing for guys to step up, right, to get into that starting eleven, mm-hmm. then, you know, to me, something is different about letting that be the case because we've had the same 11, you know, each week. And so if he's kind of overridden the idea of, hey, you know, Kenny is hungry, but guess what, Kenny? Like, I don't think I'm going to put him in. You know, then that to me would kind of be a differing philosophy, I guess, in his coaching style. Yeah, it would be. Um, Even, you know, I mean, even with guys like Bruce and Kenny coming off the bench, I really don't feel like they are, or that they're not hungry. I don't think that at all. And I think I think anybody on the team will tell you they're not. Will tell you that, that, that they, they are, are that they are hungry for that. You know, um, I mean, honestly, I think David hasn't been playing great. Maybe it's time to bring him out. You know, but again, Troy thinks that you know having David in there has been the best option. I mean, realistically, like I said. Tafit was non-existent on on Saturday night. Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you what he did. I, mean, I, I can look at the stats. I don't know what he did. Like, I didn't see him make. Uh, I can't re- recall a significant moment involving David. But that, I mean, that's just the, the way that I saw it. You know, I, I felt like you know Juan Pablo being back in um, was it more defensive. I don't disagree with having him in there. Because he is a facilitator, he's able to move the ball around. He's able right. to to get possession. Um, so I, I think having him in there to at least to start with was fine. Um, but the substitution, you know, like I said bringing on Brucey and Kevon at the same time, I, that changed the complete look of our offense. Yeah, it definitely did change it. Right. David had 23 passes on Saturday night. 23 passes in 60 minutes. And that's very low for his position. Because <clears throat> yeah. normally they have about 40 to 50 passes. That's extremely low. No shots, no chances created, no crosses. Hit two tackles and an interception. What did uh, what formation did Tulsa come out of? Do you remember? 4 2 three, one. Okay. Or I think that's what it was. 4 uh, four two three one four three two one one of the two. Yeah. Uh, four two three one. yeah. Okay. And I know Troy has mentioned at times that they they slip into that sort of formation too. Mm-hmm. That they go from their four four one one or the four four two, but they slip into like a four two three one at times to adjust to other teams. Yeah. Um, is it possible then? Um, and I and I'll ask this question. I actually someone had, had posed this question to me while I was watching the match the other night. Is it possible that maybe Troy has lost some of his players in the locker room based on the way the play has been lately? Or are they all still, and we don't know this, but are they all still 100% on board, bought in? Like, what do you think at this point in the season? I mean, because it's like the picture is fading out. <laughs> Speculate if you'd like. No, he hasn't lost anybody. No, no. I first year club. I mean, they're in contention. I don't think he's lost anybody. I I think that um, you know, Bees talks about you know about around the midseason that you know he's understanding his role better. You know what he's doing. We've heard that from from other guys too. That they're understanding the system better. They're knowing what 
what they need, what their role is, what their responsibilities are, and how to play within that system. Um, so no, I don't think he's lost anybody. I think it's, I think I think it could be you know, a lack of attention at times, uh, or focus, I should say, a lack of focus. I think it could be. It's just been a long season. I mean, we really haven't had a week off since July. And look at it as it is. I mean, three day rest. Yeah. And, I mean, not really. We only have a day off. But. Yeah. And we, we talked about that earlier in season, you know, during the Open Cup run. We had so many matches within like six weeks or whatever the time frame was. I mean, that wears on, wears on the players as well. So that's going to play a factor coming up this week. We've got three matches in seven days. So, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I don't think Troy's lost anybody. I don't think that's it at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, is there anything else that we can take away from this Tulsa match? Like, I just, I, I feel like we just we played down. We didn't play to the full potential. I feel like there are things that you know we could have done better. You know, the better movement off the ball mainly. Um, you know, take shots. You know, get in their face. You know, put pre. Um, their keeper Lewis had two saves in the first half. Two. One of them was actually you know, kind of contentious. The other one wasn't. Right. What What did you think? What did you think when it when it turned to a loss? Like it was a draw, and I was thinking, okay, here we go, another one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden, it took that sudden fate, and I was just like, oh no, like, I mean. Well, it's like I said, you know, like I said in my book, it broke hearts. Like that was just devastating. Like, it's just like again, really, like, why can we not close out matches? Why can't we? Why? You know, is it bring everybody? Is it focus issue? Like, what is it? What? Why can't we? Why do we continue to concede goals late in matches? Uh, the mystery. I, it's, that, that's something that we you know, we talked about. The, the club has to figure that out. They do for the rest of the season and going forward in the in the next in the season two. We they have to figure that out. All right, that's going to do it for our Drown Motors revved up recap. Uh, so again, United fell to Tulsa Roughnecks at I heard it's pronounced on the on the broadcast One Oak Stadium. <laughs> one Oak Stadium. One and Oak, not, and yeah. not One OK. One OK. One Oak. That's what I guess I guess to the announcers though. Yeah. For all the mispronunciations they had during the match of players' names, I enjoyed the commentary. It was good. Huh? It was. They, the guys, they were good. The guys were good. I, I give them. I gotta give them that. So. How was? How, how did you? How would you fare? The camera angles. Did you enjoy them? I. You know, I did. I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting to have those different angles, especially you know down there on on the pitch. You know, after you know, right at the, right on the on the touchline. On the byline right there, you know, or, uh, by the goal. You know, I think I, I thought it was really neat, you know, seeing those different angles. It's not something you see um, in most of the matches that have been broadcast. So I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting to see. But all right, let's move forward. So we have two matches, not one but two. We got two matches this week. First up, we have Tacoma on Wednesday, and then we have Las Vegas Lights in the season finale on Saturday. Mm. You know, we mentioned earlier we have to. <laughs> we have to have wins. We we absolutely have to. We we lose one of these. Uh, we need help from around the league to, to get us into the playoff spot. Both of these clubs are already eliminated from playoff contention. Um, 
I'm sorry, Las Vegas is not. They're not officially eliminated until yet. Beat them, until, right. Yeah. Um, they, it, yeah. If they beat us, um, and then other things happen around the league, they could potentially sneak into the into the final into the, one of the final spots um, for the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, it, theirs is going to come down to beating us. Yeah. So, and Tacoma, of course, is eliminated. One of the, I think they are down in. 16th or 18th, something like that. I'm pulling it up real quick. Um, let's see. Yeah, Tacoma is 17th currently, one point ahead of Colorado Springs for the bottom in the Western Conference. Uh, Vegas is one point behind us. They're sitting on 41, negative eight goal differential. So they had a real tough match against Reno this past week. Uh, they lost 2 0, uh, partly because of an own goal. So that that, that kind of hurt them there, uh, but Tacoma they're actually on a two match win streak. Uh, that's our first opponent. So their win they are two one and two two I'm sorry two two and one in the last five. Uh, last three matches they're undefeated. They drew with Tulsa one one, beat Fresno four one. What? Yeah, and beat Colorado two nil. Yeah, so. Mm. Tacoma's playing well. They have nothing to play for at this point whatsoever. Uh, they're really worrying me at this point. It's not something I thought I would say ever. I don't think I thought you would say that either. But, I mean, given how we're playing, given how they're playing, it would not surprise me at this point if we drew or lost to Tacoma. Man. Which is really surprising. Yeah. I mean, is... given their season-long form... You know, you wouldn't – no one would have called that. I mean, we beat Tacoma 2-1 the, the first time out. But we fell 1-0 to them in the, the first, what, 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, the, uh, they had uh, – they scored uh, in two minutes. We Ryan Williams picked up his goal – one of, I think, his first goal of the season and the 37th, and Kevon won it in the 77th for us. Uh, that was all the way back in March. That was that – was... <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, quite a, a while ago. Um, yeah, I mean Tacoma. I mean Justin Dillon's now their leading scorer on the season. He's got 12 goals and 24 appearances, so he's playing well. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to to really say you know, what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, I think it, it'd be great for us to win. We need to win. Yeah, we need to win. But you know. What do we change anything for Wednesday? Do we does Troy and we we did it we saw Troy do it earlier this season? He rotated guys in and out right. to to get some fresh like do we do that at this point? Do we put in Ryan or you know Tommy or to try to rest some legs when we're in such dire need of three points? Is Ryan back? I I don't know if he's back. I haven't seen any show notes um for the last couple of matches. So I wonder if he's out of that leg leg cast, um, well, I, I'm just throwing it out there as, yeah. as as a name. Like, do we see Troy rotate guys? Do we? Yeah, I I, I think that we see him rotate guys. Um, you know, who do you rotate out? I think he's got to rotate Santi out. I mean, Santi's played one match. I'm sorry, a match and a half since coming back from his suspension. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I feel like. You want him in, 
Now, did Freighter get a card in this last match? No. So then, but again, not enough to rescind, right? So he's just kind of sitting where he's Yeah, there's not enough time for him, to, for him to have a card rescinded. And if he does get suspended at this point, it does not carry over to the playoffs. Yeah, if, he, if he does pick up a suspension, it will carry over to next season. I think Troy goes heavy hitters. I think he goes with his most strongest lineup um, and hopes to make an impact in that first half. You know, you're really probably not going to see any rotation until the 65th minute. Um, but I think he throws everything at this team because it is most important that they get a result. I mean, they can't, for the life of, of them, they cannot have all their heavy hitters sitting on the bench for like a 65th minute substitution. Right. Let me ask you this. Like, so on social media, and you're among this group, who's <laughs> calling for Ben to play the last two matches. Yes. Why? Okay. I mean, per- personally, I just think that, you know, here you, you got, and I said this kind of last time too, like, I, he he did well, you know, from the appearance. The numbers, the stats, we get it. It was like one match, right? I mean, Cody's numbers over a span of time look somewhat good. I mean, you know, his pass accuracy, if you take just that, you know, I mean, looks great, but it's over a span of matches. If we zero it in, and of course, maybe it's not as good as well. Um, but I think for me, like, the reason why I, I wanted to see Ben is because I feel like, you know, I feel like the, I feel like they might need something different. Like, this, maybe Cody needs to come in. Like, maybe they need to sit him for half. I don't know. I mean, I just... You waste a sub on a, on a keeper switch? Not, not on this. But not okay. not this match. I mean, like I would have liked to see him in his last match before. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wednesday's match, I mean, I don't know like what the difference is between Wednesday's match as far as Tacoma and having Ben Bowie or Barry back there against Phoenix. I mean, our squad. Well, Phoenix was it was a having Ben there as I think it was a necessity because Cody was injured. Right now, if Cody wasn't injured, and that was just a switch. Then I'm like, all right, cool, Troy. Like, you know, he ponied up and took a huge risk doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have a choice. And most of his subs, he hasn't had a choice. Um, I kind of would like to see him. I mean, you know, we've seen the way he plays. It's not horrible. Well, I mean, no, no one's know. saying it is. Yeah. But you, I said, desperate need of three points. Yeah. You, why would you not want your number one in there? I, th- I mean, you're right. I mean, like, at this point, we need it. Before the result, I mean, you know. We could have we could have had it if we had the playoffs locked up by all means. Yeah, we could have. Yeah, we could have definitely had been at that point towards the end. But right now, I mean, it's like as much as I would like to see the change, just to see that we can give Cody some rest. You know, because yeah. I mean, it's only been a couple of days. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. We, we got to keep the number one in there. We got to throw everything at them. It's just. If we have everyone in there and we don't turn a result, or you know we somehow still go down, then I don't know what what would make that any better for us. No. You know, I mean, surely if not, if this match, if we don't get the result of this match, uh, you know, then it's like, what do you have to lose? Playoffs. <laughs> and, I, and I honestly, like I said, I, I you know, it's what we know they want to make the playoffs, but you know, I just wonder. You know, if there's kind of that 11th hour thing, like, all right, let's just go ahead and give it what we got. But it's yeah. really not this sort of, 
you know, it's not the thing you really want to hear. It's like, we're going to just give it all we got, or are we going to take a win? Yeah. You know, because at this point, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine seeing dejected faces at a presser on Wednesday night. I, and none of us want to see that by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I, just, I can't help but think, you know, you're, you're this close to the playoffs. You've got to put your number ones out there. You're right. You're right. As long as they deliver, if they don't, if, yeah. but he's got to see that right away. That's the thing is they, is sometimes he's reluctant to make choices right away because, you know, he's kind of giving it a little bit extra thought. But I mean, I think the moment that there's some sort of breakdown, he's got to make some adjustments. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, you know, if it does not go well early in the match on Wednesday, yeah, I definitely see, you know, adjustments being made. So speaking of that, Suggs is out, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So who do you think is going to be the first – who's going to be out there first in his position? Austin. You think it's Yearwood? Oh, yeah. You don't think it's Samson? No. Why not? Not on, not on the left side, no. Austin Austin's better on the left. Um, Austin's got more Austin's got more pace than, than Ethan does. Um, I, I think his I think he's the better option over there. Um, we've seen Austin make tremendous runs here at the lab um, down that left hand side. Uh, I, I think his ability to distribute the ball um, is better than Ethan. Okay, so let me let me throw this a possibility at you. Austin's going to have to come off at some point, right? No. You think he plays a full 90 with him? Or do you think he subs in Samson still after? No. I, I think um, I think you leave Austin out there. I think, I think you leave Austin. Um, the, really, honestly, it's going to depend on the flow of the match. Um, you know, honestly, if we're up 2-1, I, I, even then I could see Troy throwing everybody out there. You know, yeah. uh, Take out Salih, take out you know David. Put in, um, yeah, put in Brucey, put in Kenny, put in Bees, Kevon, whoever he's gonna throw him out there, you know, to to finish off the match. So let me let me speculate a little deeper into your mind psyche. What, who should not, like, what is what is not the lineup to see in your eyes for this match? Like, it's, just think about the the pieces that change sometimes. Um. I would not put Tony Soler out there. I would not put Ryan Williams out there if he's back. I would not put um, – I wouldn't put Tommy in there. I would not want them in the, in the, in the 11. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, honestly, I think uh, David's got to step up if he's there. I, I think putting Brucey out there on the right, I think he, he offsets uh, Santi really well. Uh, I think he can deliver – Options from the right, and we've seen Manny do it as well. Um, Manny's got to have a good match. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, those are the three guys that I would not want out there. Um, just from a purely, like, we have to have our, our, our number ones out there. Right. So that, that's, where, that's where I'm at with that. Okay. All right. So that's, that, that's, that's Tacoma. What's your prediction for that match? Ooh. Man. Let's go ahead. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 2 1. 2 1? 2 1 us. I don't disagree with you. We're going to give up something. And that's basically a given at this point. 
Um, but I think Tacoma is their suspect defensively. Um, they, again, they've been playing better the last few matches. I think they are a suspect, though. Um, I'm going to say 3 1 for us. Okay. Uh, I got a prediction uh, from Alicia. Actually. Okay. Alicia's got a uh, 2 1 United. 2 1? Okay. All right, so that's Tacoma. We also have Las Vegas flights on Saturday night. There will not be any helicopters dropping cash. No helicopters, no cash money drops, <laughs> no getting in trouble with the FAA. I think the club would uh, could stand to avoid that. No kiddie pools, no confetti shots. Good grief. That, honestly, that's a Vegas show. It really is. Yeah. You know, kiddie pools, confetti all over the pitch. Fourth, fourth uh, was it fourth judge has got a poker table? Yeah, poker tables for the commentators and the, and the fourth judge. <laughs> yeah, no. None of that. We're here to play some we're here to play some football. And that's what we're here for. Uh let's see. Las Vegas, they are again, they're sitting one point behind us. They need a win, their final match of the season, for them to even have a chance of join at making the playoffs. Um and even then, they probably need help from around the league. Uh, let me pull this up and see what they've done recently. I just, oh, I did mention they lost 2 0 to Reno uh, on the back of a, on the heels of an own goal. Uh, prior to that, they're, they're actually 3 2 and 0 in their last five with wins over Fresno, Colorado, and San Antonio. Uh, lost to Bold, losses to Bold and Reno. So. There you go. Another team that's beat Fresno. Yeah. Another team that beat Fresno. They beat us 5-1. Ooh, they first. beat San Antonio, too. Yeah. They, so, yeah, they beat us 5-1 in the first uh, first match up in Vegas. Uh, fortunately, no one took a bath that night. <laughs> um, now, that match, of course, for us came in the middle of our Open Cup run. Right. So, and we can chalk it up to that, right? I mean, yeah. We had a vastly different lineup for that match. Um, let me pull that up. So yeah, it was five one. Uh, they scored. Uh, let's see, in the thirty second, fortieth, forty seventh, ninetieth, and in stoppage. And our lone goal came from David. Uh, let me pull up that match real quick to get our get our line because there were a number of changes that Troy had made during that one, and we talked back then that you know, maybe you know, he, he was giving guys a chance to rest. Yeah. You know, we thought maybe because at that point Las Vegas hadn't been playing necessarily well, but it just didn't work out. Well, they were doing really well at home, but yeah. on the road they were they were horrible. So yeah, in that match, let's see, our, our, we had Ryan, we had Devon, Devon, we had Santi, Salid, David, Tommy, uh, Austin, Rashid, Ethan, and Manny. So we didn't have Suggs. Schmidt was out um, with family. That's right, because that's the match where they took they took Matt in from the midfield and they moved him back into the back line. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah we had, yeah we so we didn't have any of those guys. Um, Bees and Freighter, Kevon came off the bench. Kenny came off the bench. Uh, Juan Pablo was on the bench for that match. Um, yeah, it just that match did not go well for us at all. And I think that was a concern that we had once we saw the starting 11, what's going to happen. Like, we, we didn't necessarily feel very strongly about it once we saw it. Right. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I mean, I'd be willing to bet we see something. Again, we're going to play one, probably play our strongest lineup. 
to to try to guarantee three points, or, you know, at least a point. Because you know? <laughs> four, were, I think four would get us down. I think. San Antonio loss is so paramount. For yeah. Us. Like they they lose that. That's if they draw, then that's not going to help us out. Uh, actually, a draw wouldn't be bad. No. No, a draw would not be bad. So I'm going at forty-five. Yeah, if we get a if we get a win and a draw, it puts us at forty six. Forty six, that would be that would so, be great. I just really hate to uh, to to deal <laughs> that many cards. You hear that, Harry? Chris didn't want to give any credit to your team over there. That's right, because so. you know he did make a comment. He said, uh, "What's our favorite color tie?" Yeah. And I'm gonna say it's definitely not uh, San Antonio colors. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Las Vegas. Still not doing well on the road. They are two ten and four on the season on the road. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just we saw the same thing a couple weeks ago. Another club that wasn't doing well on the road came in, played us really tough. Yeah. Hey, Irvin Parr is still their leading goal scorer, fifteen goals and thirty appearances. They've got guys all across their lineup that are that are contributing. You know, Parr Parr is also a leading assist person. He's got seven assists, fifteen goals. Yeah, 80 shots on the season, and Pablo Cruz is leading the way with 49 chances created. Now, they've conceded 54 goals on the season, so they are – I don't know where they're at as far as um, league standings. I can pull that up. Um, but, yeah, they, I don't know. Again, another team that's playing well at the end of the season, yeah. relatively well at the end of the season. What, cause how many points are they sitting with right now? They're on 41. Ooh. They're yeah. on 41, and how many? They have two matches. One. They, yeah, this is Saturday night will be their final match. If they don't win, they're not in. A draw does not get them in. <sighs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they they need a lot of help though too. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they would need, a win gets them to 44, in. but they're so far behind in goal differential. They would need uh, basically San Antonio to lose by like 13 goals. Now, what's our goal difference right now? We need zero. We need goals, don't we? We're we're we're, On we're that side? we have a zero goal differential. So if we get a win, uh, well, if we get uh, wins, are going to put us to a positive goal differential. So, I mean, one win puts us at 45. We would be ahead of if Los Dos does not pick up any points this weekend. We would be ahead of Los Dos on goal differential. So, I, yeah, we would be behind unless we, like, really blow somebody out. Right. I mean, San Antonio's got a, five, a plus five goal differential. El Paso's a plus five. And Austin has a plus three. So, I mean, with wins, I mean, maybe, depending on the outcomes elsewhere in the league, we could potentially jump all of them. Um, but it's, Yeah. I mean, Las Vegas, yeah, they, I mean, they need help, definitely. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, a win, yeah, they need a win, and they need San Antonio to lose, I said, by like 13 goals. <laughs> so, um, how, how are you feeling about that match with Las Vegas? Las Vegas? Do you have any reservations? I mean, always, but, you know, it, um, you know we, we try to be completely honest about this as we can, you know, like we, we know we're not the best team in the league. You know, we, I've picked against us a few times right, this year, right. you know, just cause 
there are some matchups that I just, I just don't like. Um, this is going to be a tough match. I mean, they're playing really well at this point. Um, I think they have a. I think Las Vegas has a little bit of a letdown, at least for a little while, because of the way that they lost to Reno. You know, own goal and giving up another. I think there is a little bit of a hangover there, um, but I, I don't think it's going to be enough to like count them out of the match completely. You know, we just we have to, in both of these matches we have to do what we do. We have to move the ball. We have to create chances. We have to yeah. put pressure on defenses. Yeah, we definitely got to remember. I mean, Vegas has got some speed. They bring numbers. I mean, yeah, you know, it's we yeah. def we we definitely need to produce turnovers in the middle. I mean, that's where it needs to be. Yeah. You know. so, all right. I mean, obviously, no matter what, we're probably going to probably going to stick stick uh, put out there our strongest lineup. Um, any predictions on a score line for that one? Man. Let me think about that. While I'm thinking, Alicia did go ahead and cast her her uh, her prediction of 1-0 United. 1-0, okay. Uh, I, I hope that... We definitely need some things going on. I mean, obviously, Wednesday is going to be really telltale, you know. Um, I'm going to say it's a it's the last match of the season. 4-2 loss. 4-2? All right. I thought about going the way, you know, our friends over at the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, you know, did. Uh, and say, you know, <laughs> follow Ray's uh, example and get to say 5-0 Las Vegas, but that'd be a little... Uh, on, almost on the nose from the, from the last match. Um, I think it'll be 2-2. 2-2? 2-2. Ooh. I, I think it's a four points gets us in. Hey, I mean, what's our, so, what is our current record at home? Uh, at home, we are... Let me pull that up. I believe that we are... Um, eight and something. Like... Yeah, sorry, pulling that up real quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're still we're still very good at home. Um, we haven't had the results that we would like, obviously. Right. Uh, you know, most recently we had the the draw with Phoenix, um, and then the oh, didn't we lose? That's recent. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, it, it's I. I my biggest concern with these two matches, is we're five, three, and seven at home. So I mean, we're not five, three, and seven at home, five, seven, and five on the road. It's about, it's about even. Yeah, okay. uh, you know, most clubs in the USL are not good on the road, unless of course you're Phoenix, which <laughs> we hate. But um, yeah, our, our last, so in our last four matches at home, we are one, one, and two. Our last, our last four matches at home. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna do it for our preview of this week's matches. Um, real quick, we wanna we'll throw Chris and I'll throw out our, uh, our Premier League predictions for this week. Everton takes on West Ham back in action on Saturday. Uh, that one will be streamed live on NBCSN. Um, man, we have not been playing well. We really haven't. 
uh, Marco Silva needs to turn things around. Um, I think it's going to be 2 1 Everton. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely don't expect a clean sheet at this point. Yeah. So, not at all. And then we Sunday, Liverpool. United hosts Liverpool. That is at Old Trafford. Yes. A place that has not been very good to them lately. <laughs> so, that's a, that's a Sunday morning. I bet that's, I don't even think that's on a NBC, is it? Probably not, because NBC usually shows the Saturday. Yeah, NBCSM. Yeah, we'll be, or Telemundo. We'll be watching that one over at uh, Toltec Brewery. We'll be an early, early one for us. You know you want to watch it on Telemundo. I mean, we can. It's cool. <laughs> we, can, we can watch it there. I feel like, you know, with our with with some of our uh, recaps being in, in Spanish, that I, I may have learned a few words. Yeah, there you go. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> man, to... To, what do they say? What does Ric Flair say? To be the man, you yeah, gotta beat the man, man, right? So apparently they are the man. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, you know I think we have. I mean we've been playing kind of lately. I don't know if the the time off during the international break has maybe helped them. Um, I'm gonna say that I think we still win for them. I think wow. it's, I think it's an upset, but I think it's two one, and I think it's a late it's a late match result. All right. So Chris is going to, Chris is predicting that Man United is going to upset the undefeated top of the table, Liverpool. So we're going to jump way up there in people's minds. Yeah. So last five matches, there have been three draws between the two sides. Liverpool's won one, Man United's won one of them as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool's just playing too well. I don't see it, but I'll let you have your, uh, Delusions of grandeur over there. I gotta have something, right? I mean, yeah, you gotta have hope somewhere. So, all right, that's gonna do it for our first segment. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back after these words from Doral Motors. Dural Motors is dedicated to providing the ultimate automobile buying experience. Dural Motors is your number one source for buying quality pre-owned vehicles. In addition, we offer a full array of financing options to meet your needs. Visit Dural Motors today at 6701 Lomas Boulevard, Northeast in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Or make the phone call to 505-907-9549. Or visit Dural Motors online at DuralMotorsNM.com.
our full-time fan Q&A brought to you by Roadrunner Law Firm right here. Um, we did put out a text from earlier. Chris, have we gotten any questions tonight? Nope. Check, checking now. Checking now. All right. Well, while Chris was looking that up, um, so a couple folks have texted in that let us know that uh, if you're listening live, apparently you're, some folks are in classical music and uh, the podcast. We have no idea what that is. Um, <laughs> we can't hear it. We have nothing playing here in the room. So we don't know what's going on. Um, we will definitely look into that after the show. Uh, but yeah, we we have no idea. Um, I think folks, have, I think folks, and I mean Harry and and, and, uh, and even friends back in other places have said that uh, they're like, what? what? You have classical music on? I'm like, yeah, it's probably the way that we're uh, addressing our our next opponents, you know. So <laughs> uh, yeah, news to us, but hopefully it was good classical music. We'll hear it on the playback. Yeah. So. All right, Chris, do we have anything? Uh, no questions. No, no questions. All right. Well, all right. So if you are listening live, Harry, Dylan, R- Ray, whoever's out there, you guys can still send us your questions. And uh, even if we don't get to them here in the next few minutes, we'll get to a, We'll try to answer them later if we can. But, uh, I mean, you know, let's take this opportunity while, while we're doing this. You know, last week you did a few burning questions. But I want to I want to talk about um, what happened this week with U.S. Men's National Team. So we talked about we mentioned that the other night they're taking on Cuba. I mean, you know we we said that you know Cuba is not exactly you know, a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. You, the men's national team went out and beat Cuba seven nothing. Wow. Yeah. So, so what what do you think about that? I mean, <laughs> Well, I mean, Weston McKinney had a had a hat trick inside of 20 minutes. Uh, Jordan Morris put in a goal. Dario Ramos had an own goal for Cuba. Uh, Josh Sargent had a goal, and Pulisic converted a penalty in the second half. Um, you know, the guys came out. They said they wanted to make a statement in this match, and you know, I personally think they did. You know, now what exactly that thing? What I don't really know. Um, I mean, again, you know, Cuba's not. They're not. They're not a. They're not a great club right now. Um, you know, I. I. I was gonna pull up the FIFA rankings here to see where, where they're ranked, um, in the world. But I think the U.S. looks sharp. I. I think that. Um, you know, they have. They're showing that they. I think they are progressing under Berhalter. Um. You know how much they're progressing. Again, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I think you know McKinney played well. I think. Uh, I think they came out and they they did some good things on Saturday night. So I mean I don't know what what you think if you got to watch any of it, Chris. Or... I didn't get to watch any of it, but uh, but do you think that between the draw with Uruguay and this win, I mean like, are you ready to? to slide them up in your mind. I know that, you know, Mexico still has put a number on them twice already, but uh, are you, are you ready to, 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 to slide them up or give them another chance? Or do you still think that they're going to blow it somewhere? Uh, no, they still have a long way to go. I mean, they're not on the, on the same level as Mexico, but by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, I, so Cuba is ranked 178 in the world. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> how many? How many? 
What's the total amount of ranks? How many clubs are there in the yeah, world rankings? Um, oh, let me see if I can go to the last page here. Uh, there's over 200 clubs ranked. Okay. 200 national teams ranked in the world. Um, oh, I did not want to go to the CONCACAF uh, rankings. But, I mean, no. I, we're not on level of Mexico. Uh, we're not on the level of – I don't even think we're on the, on the same level as um, Canada. Honestly, I think Canada's very good. They're going to be a good, so the U.S. plays Canada tomorrow night, right. Tuesday night. I think that's going to be a good test. What, what do you think the uh, what do you what do you think the scoreline prediction is going to be for that? Um, and why do you think? Um, let's see. Um, let's see. U.S. is ranked 21st in the world currently. They moved up one spot from the previous rankings. Canada is ranked 75th. Um, I don't know who is on their roster currently. Maybe look at see who that is. Um, let's see. Yeah. Canada, hey, they're much better at uh, women's football than they are at men's. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a good, um, it's going to be a good match. I, I think we ultimately come up and get the win. Um, I mean, they've got guys like Afonso Davies, uh, Kyle Laren, uh Jonathan Osorio, Lucas Cavallini. Uh, I mean, they've got some talent. Uh, they, they definitely do. Um, I think the men, I think U.S. takes it uh, 3-1, 4-1, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, I think that, you know, I think it's going to be a good test. I mean, Canada's definitely talented. They've got you know, much more so than Cuba, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I think it'll be an opportunity for them to, for the U.S. national team to, to really show some progression. So, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's still a, a process. You know, trust hashtag trust the process. Trust but, the process. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'll be watching that one just to, to see what happens. I'm going to have to tune into that one, too. That one is at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, or Mountain Time tomorrow. What channel is it on? Um, most likely, like, FS1 or something like that. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for that. And then <laughs> U.S. and Canada play again. U.S. plays Canada and Cuba again in November. Uh, all of this is part of the CONCACAF Nations League uh, cha- uh, tournament. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, let's see if you know if, uh, if Greggy, uh, you know, can can survive the day. Maybe maybe <laughs> he wins out and uh, everyone's like, oh, okay, maybe they're surprised. But you know, everyone's just waiting for for him probably to uh, just lose that one match. And, the internet just just blows up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, what else? Let's see. Anything else ha- interesting happened during the uh, national break? Oh, Portugal lost to Ukraine. Oh. I don't know if you saw that. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah. So, so tell me about that. Give me some highlights on that match. Um, let me pull that one up. Um, I saw it. I haven't. I didn't really get uh, a chance. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch it. Um, but yeah, Portugal shockingly lost to Ukraine. Um, they lost 2-1 in the Euro qualifiers. 
uh, Yarmolenko, of all people, scored uh, a goal for Ukraine. So did Roman Yaramchuk. Uh, Ronaldo scored, converted a penalty in the 72nd for Portugal. And yeah, that was uh, it was just a shocking defeat. I mean, uh, Portugal is one of the top teams in the world. So for them to lose to to, to Ukraine is quite a surprise. But, I mean, yeah, well, I, that's been the reaction from just about everyone. Has been utter shock at this match. Um, yeah, I yeah I don't I it, it's hard to really put it into words. You know, I and mean, Portugal is ranked fifth in the world, uh, Ukraine is twenty fifth. So, but uh, yeah, in terms of like global scale and and. Uh, uh, you know, World Cup and how things have played out. Ukraine has this is a huge win for them, especially if, you know dealing with with the Euro qualifiers. So, so I got a question for you. Just, just changing the subject quite for a minute. So Wednesday is uh, wear pink night um, at the uh, at the lab. Uh, will you be wearing pink? Um, possibly. So we. I know the club has two new shirts on sale. Right. Uh, for breast cancer awareness. Which one did you like? Um, the um, I think I, the white one. That the, the pink ribbon. Okay. So okay. Um, may I, as many folks and my grandmother passed recently, she right. she was a two-time survivor of, of breast cancer. Um, so it, it's something that um, I was super excited to see the club doing. It really struck a chord with me. Um, it, it's something that, you know, whenever we do like breast cancer awareness at work or anything like that, you know, I always try to uh, get involved. Nice. Um, you know, support the, the whatever the fundraiser or whatever they're doing uh, whenever I can. But yeah, no, it, it, like I said, it's uh, it's a big deal. It struck like a big deal for me. Uh, and if I can, I'll definitely be you know, be wearing pink. But. Right, I'll try to rock some uh, pink polos. I don't know if I have, you know, I don't have a pink polo, but uh, I'll be able to find my Walmart. Yeah, probably, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great cause. Um, I don't know if the club is uh, partnering with anyone to do like any sort of like donations for uh, breast cancer awareness fund or anything like that, or if there is uh, a local chapter of, of somewhere that's accepting donations, um, or you know, uh, doing fundraising of any sort, but if I'll look it up. Yeah, and if there are, you know, get out and support it. You know, I mean, um, I think the I think statistics show that most folks know someone or um, you know or linked to someone that has been affected by breast cancer um, at some point uh, in their life. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely a, a big deal. Um, get out and support it. You know, support the club. Um, you know, I know we had the blackout a few weeks ago. Um, I think it would be a, a tremendous sight to see the the stadium packed with um, you know, pink and uh, with, with pink all over. Um, you know, just just in support of uh, you know, of the the those who who have dealt with breast cancer. Um, so. Yeah. So not seeing any particular sponsors of the match, but again, just that they are uh, selling the two shirts. Um, so that's 
you know, and, and they are nicely looking shirts. I'm kind of interested in that pink one. Yeah. You know, uh, Salim Muhammad's making it look pretty good. You know, I have to, <laughs> have to say it. I think it'll, it'll look good on me. Yeah. So, you know, find somewhere to, to get out there, you know, wear, you know, wear a pink ribbon, you know, volunteer, uh, donate, um, you know, get involved. Um, you know, to, stuff like, you know, like cancer or any other disease, whenever there's something like this that pops up. Um, I'd, I'd love to see if the club, if the club is going to donate any of their proceeds yeah. uh, towards this. That'd be really, really interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. So, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's take another quick break and we'll be back after these words from Roadrunner Law Firm. Where's the call, ref? Yeah, that should have been a yellow. They just never seem to get it right. <sighs> and the game continues. If you have been hurt or injured by someone, you deserve the right call. Roadrunner Law Firm specializes in personal injury cases and wants you to get the right call. Raise up a yellow card if you've lost a loved one due to wrongful death, been in a car or motorcycle accident, been hurt by a drunk driver, or been hurt due to negligence of others. If the right call was not made, we'd like to hear from you. For more information, visit our website at www.roadrunnerlaw.com or make the call to Roadrunner Law Firm at 
they really don't look at records of teams, whether they're at the top or the bottom. And, you know, of course, they know going into this match that Boise State was good, but, of course, they were focused on winning matches and, you know, and, and they knew it had to go through them. So, yeah, so they weren't able to produce the result there. Um, so that's taken them down to a four and two in the Mountain West. And so now they're holding that second place with uh, Colorado State and um, San Diego State. All right. So uh, split weekend. Uh, you know, it's tough to hear for the ladies. Now they've been uh, playing really, playing hard. You know, yeah, four four game streak, four yeah. match streak. Yeah, so they're back in action uh, this following this next weekend. Uh, looks like they've got two matches coming up: uh, Colorado College and Air Force. Is that correct? That's correct. And let's see, they're still out of town, like I mentioned last week, out of town until uh, the 25th. Um, both of these matches coming up will be on the Mountain West Network if you are subscribed to that. Uh, so be sure to check that out if you've got the chance. Is there anything about these two clubs coming up that you've been able to uh, speak to the speak to coach about or um, get any sort of information? as far as, you know, what they're doing to prepare for these upcoming matches? Uh, nothing yet. And, uh, in fact, uh, they'll have a press conference tomorrow. Uh, they typically have it on t- Tuesdays at noon. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can somehow take a lunch and, and squeak down. They apparently have lunch for you if you make it to the uh, UNM uh, press conferences. Um, but, again, uh, you know, if I can get down there for that, otherwise I'll have to just catch the video feed when they put it up. Nice. Uh, later that day. So yeah, looking at the Mountain West standings, uh, they, uh, it looks like they have like tiebreakers based on overall uh, records. So based on that, you uh, the the ladies sit uh, third in the Mountain West Conference with an eight and five overall record, uh, sitting behind Boise State and Colorado State. Um, two matches this weekend we said Colorado College and was it Air Force? Air Force, Force yeah. yeah. Uh, each of those clubs are sitting at three and three within the conference. Um, Colorado College is eight and four overall, and Air Force is eight four and one overall on the season. Um, so yeah, it looks like there might be some tough matches coming up for the ladies this weekend, and I certainly wish them the best of luck as they um, continue their, their their road trip. Um, one of the things that are really speculating a lot right now is strength of schedule mm-hmm. and how that's going to play out. Um, just because you know they played a lot of they played some teams in the Pac-12 earlier on, and so. That's one of the things I'm kind of looking at now is just looking at how those teams have fared. I mean, obviously, you know, Texas Tech, um, last time I looked at them, they were ranked again after falling out of the rankings from mm-hmm. the Lobos. And then, of course, um, you know, looking at, like, Portland uh, State and, uh, and, and, and University of Portland, uh, more or less, just seeing how their schedules are going. But that's that is something that that plays in uh, to this whole college realm at this point too. Okay, uh, it's worth noting too. I, I just saw this on their website. The uh, when they are finally back at home, the the, San, the Friday night match against San Jose, it is New Mexico United Curse Night, as well as uh, Homecoming and the Pink their Pink game. So a lot going on when the ladies come back to town. I uh, three those three matches there at the end of the month uh, are going to be huge. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they've got planned with the curse or if it's with the club. I, so I, I don't know. Hopefully we'll, we can get some details on that before yeah. um, before that match happens, and we'll get that out to everybody. Um, so yeah, there are only five matches left in the regular season, and then they get into the Mountain West Conference tournament. So uh, best of luck to the ladies this weekend. 
Uh, hopefully they can come back with six more points. So, all right. I, uh, did Lisa give us anything on uh, girls' soccer, state soccer, or no, no updates no? on that. No updates on boys. Um, so, so we'll we'll move on. We'll try to get something for the listeners uh, for next Monday, though. All right. So that's gonna do it for us here tonight. Uh, this show would, of course, would not be possible without our sponsors. We'd like to give a huge stick and strike thank you to Doral Motors and Roadrunner Law Firm, as well as the Salt Yard for their continued support. We are always interested in teaming up with anyone that supports what we're doing here at Seek and Strike. If you'd like to talk sponsorship, you can email us at seekandstrikecollective at gmail.com. Listen to all of our previous episodes of We Are Seek and Strike podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. If you hear something you like, please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. And please leave us an episode review on Apple Podcasts if you are a Apple's podcast user. Uh, for all of our Seek and Strike Collective social media tags, check out our website at seekandstrikecollective.com and just join, jump into our social media section. Thanks for joining us tonight. We will be back next Monday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, that will probably be regular season wrap-up. Uh, hopefully we'll be previewing some, uh, some playoff matches. Right. We don't know yet. We'll, we'll, we'll find out this week. Uh, for for Chris and myself, for Alicia, for Josh, for Adri, uh, thank you all for listening. We are, of course, Seek and Strike Collective, and you've been listening to the We Are Seek and Strike podcast.